Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Cribb. Hi, hi. And that greeting means something today because I'm at my parents' house and it's by the sea and I can see a boat. So ahoy oh. in the nautical and regular sense. Um, yeah, there you go. Good, good context. Thank nice you very scene much. setting. Um, yeah, well, there's a slightly different sound. You might be able to hear a bit of the sort of the atmosphere. It's like an outside broadcast almost, Pete, because there's a slight uh, jar in one of the windows in my parents' house. So there you go. Good. Well, that's good to know about uh, how airtight your parents' home is. Yeah. Um, I think fairly airtight. I don't think it's sort of. Well, actually, do you know what? If there were a sort of um, airborne virus or yes. fungus, um, would it? get through the gap in the window would i be susceptible to it more so here right down in my flat with its doubles lazing i guess we'll never know unless someone releases an airborne virus oh i don't think there's any chance of a pandemic ever happening Dave. <laughs> um anyway that was a bleak start and that was all your fault you're welcome um so i mean there's a point of difference to the request this week and it's a really nice point of difference that comes every now and again on friends with friends it's not an episode someone's picked because they love it they've picked it because they think it's shit yes i enjoy this and actually i only read the request after i'd watched the episode did i and i sort of thought i wonder who's requested this and i sort of slightly judge them for picking this as their favorite episode of friends for reasons that will become clear um and then uh i just read this hello dave and pete my name's georgia and i live in carmarthen in wales hey georgia from carmarthen in wales shamai i love the podcast and it's become the highlight of my week oh that's very nice i've literally spent my life watching friends on repeat join the bloody club georgia this is why we do what we do um end of season 10 every time i cry start season one again ad nauseum i've added ad nauseum in there pete i'd like to request the one where no one proposes because it's the only app i have to skip every time damning it's just really too damning frustrating nice. and cringeworthy to watch all the characters constantly jumping to conclusions and not asking very obvious questions obviously Fair. the proposal confusion is supposed to be funny but i just find the whole thing too ridiculous to be believable the moniker and Chandler storyline is meh at best too although any jack geller appearance is always much appreciated agreed god i think we'd get on well georgia we, we seem to share all the same ten uh What's the word? Opinions. My brain's not working very well today. Um, this is easily the worst Friends episode, in my opinion, so I can't wait to hear what you think. The worst Friends episode. Do you know what? I didn't think that when I was watching it, but it's certainly down there, isn't it? I mean, so it's series nine, series nine episode one, isn't it? Series nine, episode one. Would you like a synopsis quickly, or are we happy with with what it is the moniker george has basically explained it you know it's the confusion around the proposals the moniker and chandler storyline is them having sex in a closet and jack geller watching and advising i mean that's basically it isn't yeah it? that's basically it so i mean i feel like i appreciate that this episode is going for farce really mm-hmm. so it's going for heightened sense of confusion yeah but my issue with it is that for a show like rooted in a normal, relatable setting, this is too far-fetched. Yeah, sort of the best friends farcy things are things like the one where everybody finds out, right? Where there, there's there's the good element of farce, but it's within a kind of um, contained, deliberate scenario. Does that make sense? Mm. They sort of know they're 
pushing the boundaries as characters. And like here, like Georgia says, like we, I think we've both drawn to the same conclusion. Like there's just too much of the, Oh, what, uh, what about that proposal? Hey, from the guy whose name I won't say. Yeah, I know that was weird when a guy whose name I won't say did a thing I won't actually specify because that had ruined the whole thing. Yeah, that was weird earlier when it happened, wasn't yeah. it? You know, it's, it's like, very much that where they've taken out so many of the details that the farce is a little bit, a little bit mad. And there is absolutely no subtlety to it. So there's one bit where. Uh, Joey and Ross, I'm jumping ahead, I appreciate yeah, it. Joey and Ross leave a room and Phoebe yes. says to Rachel, there he goes, your fiancé. That's, that's the exact bit and, I'm thinking of. That's the worst bit of the whole episode. Uh, it's just written in such a, look, it's funny because they're both there yeah. and there's just no subtlety to it at all. Yeah. And it just becomes really like, yeah, fucking get it. And they both arrived you. with no, like they basically Phoebe and Rachel having a chat and this exact chat I sort of just talked about then where no details are given. And then both Ross and Joey arrive within seconds of each other and just leave. Do you know what I mean? Joey goes, yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, sorry. And Ross goes, Oh, hey, everyone's here. Sorry. I'll come back later. And they both leave at the same time. So it's just to set up that bit, which is so, yeah. Anyway, what I would like to say is before this sounds very negative, because we don't want any of those negative Nellies on the reviews saying, Oh, they just, they hate friends. Um, oh, there have been those in the past. Yeah. We've they? had a handful of people. Ago. They just seem to. They just seem to not like friends, and they pick it apart. And I think they've missed the very. I would say. I mean, if they listen to this episode, then they'll think exactly, that we do yeah, hate I'd, friends. But we love friends, and that's why we do this. Exactly, and I don't think they've quite got the point that we like it, and therefore we like picking it apart. And it's fun to. But pick it apart. do you know what it's like, Dave? Do you know what it's like? What? It's like when people like stand for a particular pop star. And then they take a blanket. Everything they do is amazing. Yeah. No, the pop star that you love can occasionally release a shit song or a shit album. Right. And it's important that you acknowledge that. Correct. Correct. That's what we do. Sometimes, Pete, we can release a podcast episode that might not be the perfect <laughs> podcast episode. It might not. And I don't think it's happened yet. I think everyone... Like that one before Christmas where we were both really ill. <laughs> yeah, but I think within the circumstances, that was the perfect cold podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm I'm jesting. But yes, exactly. And I don't want people to think that we hate friends in any way by listening to this epilope. So what I would like... Epilope? Why do I say the word epilope when I'm an episode? Epilope. Yeah, episode is what I meant. Uh, I've written one of the first things I've noted down is my, uh, I think the single funniest line in the entire episode is Jack Geller looking at the babies and going, ah, oh, my first grandchild. I mean, shall we, shall we do the Jack Geller bits first? Because yeah. I feel like this will prove that we're not just here to say, oh, it's so yes. plausible. And Let's do the good because- bits. Because this Jack Geller storyline, like Georgia says, the, the Monica and Channel thing is a bit meh. But Jack's input to this storyline is superb and everything that Jack Geller does, as always, is excellent, right? Yeah, I don't blame Jack for forgetting Ben, by the way, when he makes a reference to his first grandchild. I, I, we all, many of us wish we could forget Ben. Well, I think Ross has forgotten Ben by season nine. We haven't seen him for about three and a half years. <laughs> That's like, true, he's actually. He's just yeah. completely disappeared. He's a hypocrite, isn't he? Yeah. And 
again, conspicuously notable by his absence in this episode when his yeah. sister's been born. I'm not saying yeah. he should be there all the time, but talking of like absences, where the hell are Rachel's parents? Where's Ben? Like, I mean, we know Jack makes Judy Geller's excuse, but where, like, no one, no one can be asked. <laughs> What's Judy Geller's excuse? I can't remember off the top of my head. That's why I sort of was vague about it. But they it. do, they do try to explain why yeah, she's not there. Yeah, they explain right? away why she's not there, don't they? I can't quite remember, but I'm right, sure fair. you can find it if you're watching it. Nah, it's fine. That's fine. It's not important, isn't it? It's very funny that Jack hears people having sex in a cupboard, and his response (laughs) to that is to open the door to see the people having sex. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He should either be finding it funny or like awkward, or I I guess the perhaps sort of inherently British response would be for some reason to feel embarrassed. Right. Yeah, he doesn't feel embarrassed at all, does he? He is. I mean, in in 2023, this would uh, probably wouldn't fly in any sort of way because it's uh, you know voyeurism and without consent and all that sort of stuff. So Jack's you know being fairly underhand here, isn't he? But in the context of this Friends episode, and once we find out it's his daughter, I mean, there's a lot to unpick here, but. He it's, goes into a lot of detail about Monica orgasming as well. Which yeah, you know the sort of advice TED Talk on how to have sex to get pregnant with um, specifics and the positions that him and Judy use when they were trying to have Monica. I do really like how horrified Chandler is by all of that, where he makes the joke about his brains being yeah. all over the wall. Seriously, sir, my brain's all over that wall. Yeah. Um, before Jack just looks in the cupboard to watch them have sex, though, we sort of skipped past a strange yet recurring joke where apparently Jack Geller's just farting loads. Oh, that's the other thing I don't like about this episode. It's so like, weird. It takes a fart humour approach, which is really unfriends. Agreed. Agreed. Like, there, there is... I'm not suggesting this sort of comedy in Friends is necessarily sophisticated. Or anything, it is. It is it's, it's pretty good, it's, though, normally. It's usually very sort of well developed right this is yeah. just jack keeps farting and smells <laughs> yeah and they and they call back to it like it's not just a quick and, and and the first time it happens it doesn't need to happen joey says oh i've done something bad and chandler says oh was that you i thought that was jack like you don't need a fart joke there like joey's trying to pour his heart out just crack on with it and then again ross sort of is just standing behind jack and goes oh you farted basically <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is all it is. Just a nod to Jack Geller's rotting guts. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, and as Ross says, he needs to go and see someone about it. If it's that serious a medical issue, it's not a throwaway gag, is it? You'd probably just go, are you okay, dad? Like, do you want to, it's probably worth you going to see someone about that because that smells a bit, smells a bit wrong. And, and Jack's only response is noted. <laughs> yeah. Imagine someone said, your guffs are so bad, I think you should be referred to medical science. And you just went, thank you very much, I'll take that on board. Um, I have a question. Yeah, please. You know how last week we talked about uh, what your parents would refer to bits as when you were little? Yeah. Other than fart, what was a, a fart referred to as? Oh... Farts. What were farts called? I don't remember. Have you got one? Well, you just said guff, so I assumed it was No, I feel like guff was more of a sort of teenage... Um, you know, your, that, that was your guff era. I heard that at school, guff. That wasn't at home. I think it would be more of a, 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 see, the word toot has come into my head. <laughs> and I'm not sure my parents ever called it a toot, but I do think that would be, uh, the sort of, that's the parental talking to a small child level, isn't it? Right. What did your parents um, go for? Pop. <laughs> 
Part. Part is a great word. Think about fart is. It's not that bad a word. It's not like you're trying to say, don't say dick, say something a bit more. You know, fart is kind of fine, isn't it? Mm, true. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You need to part or toot. You know where to, <laughs> you know where to go. <laughs> the number of toots I've had to edit out of this podcast, Dave, for that you go on. <laughs> toot, toot. Anyway, I've still got some issues with Monica and Chandler banging in the closet, frankly. Like, we know what Monica's like. We know the level of cleanliness she has. There's no surfaces in that closet, Pete. There's not, it's not like a sideboard that she can hop onto. And I'm not, they want to get into, dark. they want to get into the Jack and Judy thing of describing all, but like the only way they can possibly be doing it is on the floor of a janitor's closet. And that is going to be filthy. They also, um, they arrange this shag in a cupboard and then it cuts to Ross and Jack Geller. And Monica and Chandler exit behind them. So that suggests that they've just had this conversation while literally stood right next to Monica's dad. Yeah, and and, and the other thing is, why is Jack waiting outside? The, you know, when Monica and Chandler are waiting inside and going, oh God, is it is it okay to go out there? I'd have thought in that scenario, Jack would have just wandered off somewhere, got himself a drink, you yeah. know, gone for a walk. They wait directly outside the closet to address the issue with the daughter you've just seen having sex. That is mm. a bit fucking weird, mate. Um, and then right at the end, you know, the only other sort of tag to this once Jack's given this sort of, uh, uh, Karma Sutra instructional for how to get pregnant is that at the end of the episode, there seems to be another couple having sex in the closet that yes. Jack assumes is Monica and Chandler talks to slip some pamphlets under the door. Monica and Chandler walk past. That's obviously the joke, but who the, f- what, what is it with this closet? It's implausible yeah. that Monica and Chandler chose it. Never mind a separate couple almost immediately. It is a really horny maternity ward. Really? People seeing babies thinking we need to make babies. I just think seeing anyone give birth is not going to make you horny. That would be my instinct. No, it's like when Joey, I'm jumping forward again, or the, jumping the to breast, the plot. The breast feeding. Yeah. Nah. Uh, it's not hot, mate. Like, nah. get over it. Nah, we'll talk about that in a second, won't we? Well, in fact, let's move on to it now, shall we? Should we move on to the sort of the Ross, Joey, Rachel triangle? Because this is basically yeah. the rest of the episode, isn't it? insane that rachel has instantly said yes to the proposal by the way well interestingly the first thing i noted was she doesn't actually say yes she says okay that's not even committal really lukewarm uh response to a proposal that is i mean we have to sort of discuss the end of the last season don't we which i know is not technically part of the episode but it is in the flashback and yeah this is where all the implausibility starts where joey Get, kneels down to pick up this ring opens it looks at it spins round leaves a 10 second gap and then rachel goes okay i mean the sequence of events there all happening in one go are so implausible and i know it's a sitcom blah 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 blah. but my god that is quite painful to watch that bit isn't it also the recap at the start which is accompanied by the sort of music you'd hear in the background at dinner on a continental holiday it's a a strange (laughs) open to the episode and then we cut to ross walking down a corridor which is clearly just a cutaway so they can get back to the new scenes that they filmed for season nine in which everybody's hair is different and joey has moved about three feet forward he's now properly in a proposal kneel at the end of the bed he's not near that chair anymore 
Like it definitely looks like a proposal then. Um, but they haven't, they haven't sort of no, they haven't bothered to go back and look and go, where was he? They've just gone, yeah, just kneel there, mate. That'll do. And think you're out that way. I do like the added Phoebe element to this storyline of, although I don't like the fact that she sort of plays into the confusion of it all. I do like the whole puppet master gets tired people kind of bit. She has a lot of good lines and she, yeah, she keeps her and Chandler actually in fairness. Chandler has some good. Good bits and bobs, you know, when Joey's sort of explaining the proposal. Oh, I was just down on one knee with the ring in my hands and Chandler's well, doing Right, that. when he does that, yeah. the same extra walks past twice. Oh, really? And I never normally notice this. So you know the bit where Rachel's attempting to feed the baby for the first time? Um, and she says, she says that her newborn baby looks scared of, like, scared of her nipple. I, I don't think a newborn baby can look scared. As in, you don't think a newborn baby has the sort of capacity to have facial expressions that look more than crying and asleep, basically. Neutral, crying, sleeping. Neutral, crying, sleeping. Yeah, they're the main three, aren't they? And then a bit later on, they start to smile or whatever. But that's not for a while, is it? Babies are well boring until about six months. <laughs> if you've just had a newborn child, we don't mean your baby. I'm sure your baby's great. No, nah, they mean- they'll be like the, if anybody's had a newborn baby, they'll be tired, right? That's the yeah. predominant feeling for a while. And then and once you get over the tiredness and you're able to adjust a little bit to the fact that your baby wakes up all the way through the night, uh, I reckon if you're honest with yourself, you find your baby boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're not sort of. They're not going to have a great conversation or like watch friends with you and talk about the plot holes, are they? No, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and and so well, while we're on the breastfeeding bit, I mean, we've got an entire sequence twice in this episode where Joey is sexually aroused by a newborn baby trying to breastfeed off his friend's boob. Yeah, fair. And that is. About as much as I want to say about that. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird how much, it's actually quite a strangely sexual episode, this between Monica and Chandler banging in the closet and then having Jack Geller part of that storyline. We're sort of talking, you know, incest themes there. Then you've got strange breastfeeding kinks of Joey's and then this completely odd side plot where apparently Ross has been masturbating in the waiting room in his sleep. Yes, that's true. Um, sort of vaguely referred to as touching himself, which I, yeah, I don't but, really get what that is. Well, touching yourself is wanking, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah, but like he's not going to have his dick out, is he? Like It's not going to be full-on wanking. Well, what do you think it is then? Just like, I don't know, rearranging? But no, but, but Phoebe says touching... You're allowed to, you're not allowed to do something, but you're allowed to touch yourself. Or hand down the pants. In front of us, hand down the pants. And then apparently an entire Armenian family, strange detail, stopped watching television to watch Ross touching himself. So that indicates more of an event than just a quick rearrange, I would have thought. Mm, fair. Also scarring for the children. But between Jack watching his daughter have sex, Joey getting off on breastfeeding, and Ross wanking in front of children. Like, what a weird fucking episode this is for it the is sort of... It is pretty wild, isn't it? <laughs> it's really fucking mad, isn't it? Anyway, so Phoebe tells Ross that she knows about the proposal without actually saying any details or any questions. Oh, I know about the proposal, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
And then I really like her. I might be losing interest in this. Yes, exactly. That's because the, Phoebe, absolutely fair. That's her absolute best line of the thing. And it comes at a point where I think as an audience, oh, can you hear the dog uh, trotting in the background? Good, Good yeah. yeah. The wooden floors there, which I don't usually have. Um, hello, Hercules. Um, I might be losing interest in this. Uh, and then what beautiful lukewarm sentiment. Those are Phoebe's two best lines in this, in this sequence, I think. Um, and then we start the sort of the fast, don't we? Where, where Phoebe encourages Ross to go and talk to Rachel. <laughs> if only that they walk in and, She's asleep. And Phoebe says, should we wake her up? She just gave birth, Phoebe. Like, a bit of gossip is not the priority here. Let the poor woman sleep. Also love the way that Rachel's lying on the bed with her ring finger visible yeah. at that point as well. <laughs> exactly how we all sleep, Phoebe, when we're absolutely exhausted physically, isn't it? She's sleeping ring like a corpse. finger out. Yes, she is, actually. She's sleeping exactly like a corpse. You're quite right. Um, so then, in the end we get this big resolution after Ross and this is this the probably the last biggest leap of the entire plot Ross almost convinces himself that maybe he did propose because he hasn't slept for 40 hours brackets when were you wanking in front of children when you're asleep if you haven't slept for 40 hours side <laughs> note but but he almost convinces himself that he has proposed because he's so delirious and has forgotten he's proposed yeah it's wild isn't it wild it does sound like something i would do funny line though to be fair and then we get this resolution big confusing scene where it all comes out eventually rachel realizes joey didn't actually say anything to propose joey sort of that moment of realization at that point is quite good as well yeah yeah jennifer aniston there sort of going you did you did oh no wait you didn't you know the the moments where we get those beats are very fun this scene is well done if it hasn't followed 18 minutes of absolute madness you know yeah um and i I said the single other best line of the episode for me comes after a bit of Ross madness and it's back to the breastfeeding where Joey mentions the boob. Ross gets jealous yeah. that Joey saw his ex-girlfriend's boob like single breast whilst breastfeeding in a hospital. Like he's probably going like, you saw her boob? Um, like a 14 year old might if someone had seen his girlfriend's boob. Uh, but then Joey's response to that is a very, very funny line, which made me laugh out loud, which was the, I'll tell you about it later. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Joey still doesn't quite click as to what's happened there. And then, and then it all sort of settles down. Ross and Rachel have a nice little kiss to Eric Clapton. And then Ross realizes Rachel must have actually accepted the proposal. Um, and we sort of set up this mini cliffhanger at the start of, of episode, uh, of season nine. Sorry. Ross mulling over the fact that she said yes. Yes, exactly. And what's going to happen next? Because Rachel's doing Joey's, uh, sorry, what? Mm. Uh, say what? What? Um, in, in her reactions, trying to get out of, uh, trying to get out of answering Ross's questions. And there we have it, Peter. Here endeth episode one of season nine. If you Do play a sting a now, if you play a sting now, I will oh, reveal okay. whether we have a quiz or not. That's what I'll do. So do we have a quiz or? I would like you to place your bets on whether we have a quiz. I reckon we do have a quiz. Because I'm building it up too much. Yeah. The answer is Pete. We do have a quiz. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do the quiz. And this quiz comes courtesy of Farley on Instagram. Thanks, Farley. Uh, season nine, episode one. The one where no one proposes. Question one, Peter. What does Aunt Liddy coming mean? What? What does Aunt Liddy coming mean? 
I don't know. Monica and Ross get $5 each. Right at the start of the episode. Oh, I thought you were saying a word like, what does Aunt, like, Aunt Liddy coming? As in, like, that oh, was as in, like, like a word. Was that, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> what is the word Aunt Liddy coming? Uh, no, Aunt Liddy coming means Ross and Monica get five fine. each. Right. Uh, what does the Armenian man have that belongs to Phoebe? Oh, I don't know that either. I do. Another quite 90s reference for uh, mid-2000s. Game Boy. A Game Boy. Yeah. She's given her Game Boy to... Actually, I wrote his name down because I thought it might come up in the quiz. Mr. Hosmigian. Um, what's wrong with the bad fruit that Joey eats? What's wrong with it? Yeah. It's gone off. It's wax. Wax fruit. Oh, right, yeah. Question four. What does Rachel say to the nurse? I don't know terribly here, aren't I? Yeah, you're not doing very well at all, are you? What does Rachel say to the nurse when she's trying to feed Emma and Joey is trying to talk to her? What about the baby being scared? The nipples. Nipples too big for a mouth. Nipples too big, yeah, fine. So actually, side note, which is a point I wanted to raise earlier and forgot, that nurse, what a terrible nurse she is. She comes in when there's a man in the room that isn't the father of the baby and just whapped Rachel's tit out and goes, yeah. all right, let's have a go at breastfeeding. That doesn't feel like that's a part of some sort of sensitivity or privacy training, does it? No, fair point. And question five, what does Jack slip under the cleaning cupboard door? Pamphlets. Pregnancy pamphlets. Oh, you've redeemed yourself right at the end. Good quiz, that. A challenging one. Yeah. Thanks, Farley. Do you want to know what uh, next week's episode is? I do, because I also want to ask somebody on the Instagram if they want to do the quiz. Uh, go on, tell me. It's a double requester. Yeah. And it is season two, episode 17, the one where Eddie moves in. Ooh. Been a while since we visited Eddie. I love Eddie. I mean, he's awful. So the one where Eddie moves in quiz. Great. I'm going to ask Amy on the Instagram post. She's the next on the list now on my phone. And remember, if you want to listen to Friends with Friends without advert and you want to get it a day early, then you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash friends pod. It's only three pounds a month. Nice times for everyone. Have a nice week. See you next week. Bye. 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 